Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host, where we're discussing Forza Horizon 3, the open world racing video game developed by Playground Games and published by Microsoft Studios, exclusive for Xbox One and Windows 10. Uh, this game features cross-platform play between the two platforms uh, and is currently available for around $49.99 on the uh, Xbox One or Windows Store, uh, although you can get it for just £30 if you buy it on disc for Xbox One. Uh, but then you miss out on the, the Play Anywhere functionality, which is uh, kind of nice if you have both platforms. Um, so as always, what are we playing on? Um, I've been playing this on both my Xbox One S uh, in order to try out the HDR mode that's available in this game, uh, and also on my gaming PC. Uh, John, have you just been playing it on your gaming PC? Yeah, I just had it on the badass PC with, uh, with the ultra-wide <laughs> screen, which is gorgeous. Yeah, I've had it on ultra-wide as well, and it... Uh... Uh, it is nice, apart from a few minor glitches, which we'll no doubt get to later on. Um, but why don't you uh, give us like a, a brief overview of the single player, I guess, or the sort of brief of uh, what the game's all about? Sure. Well, I mean, in a nutshell, it's not vastly different from all the previous Forza Horizon and other open-world driving games. So it's an open-world racing game that's set in Australia, quite a novel setting. Uh, and there's a huge variety of different racing activities that you can do. So there's racing... You can set up championship stunts and speed traps. Uh, and the game ma mainly consists of doing these various activities to level up your racer, level up your the setting, uh, and collect cars. So, Yeah, I, I, you're sort of... It's an interesting story in that you're nominally the head of a festival that you're expanding, uh, but you don't seem to do much as a festival boss apart from decide which place to plant the next tent. Uh, and then everything expands from there, and they just give you all these challenges and quests, and you just sort of rock around the place, which I'm pretty sure is not how driving festivals are actually set up. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Multiplayer-wise, uh, uh, there's an awful lot, which we're, we're going to cover in more detail. Um, there's a full co-op racing mode, which is really good. Uh, there's a thing called adventure mode, which is like an online multiplayer with some playground games, um, an online free roam where you share the same world with multiple people, uh, online clubs, uh, you've got cross-platform uh, cross play uh, between Xbox One and Windows 10, so if you play on Xbox One for a little bit and then turn it off and go on to Windows 10, you'll just resume from where you left off with CloudSync. Uh, they've got the driver task system, which I think they introduced in Forza 4 or 5, uh, where you have uh, basically your friends driving around in your game using some sort of simulated AI. Uh, and there's also full support for public and private games. So if you want to just play as a private team, you can. But if you want to just publicize yourself on the internet and drive around with other randoms, then you can do that as well. Cool. So why don't I give a, a more in-depth overview of the game. So like you mentioned before, uh, you get to play as the festival boss. Uh, and the overall goals of the game are to win races and run PR stunts so you can get more fans and more money which lets you expand your festival and pick different sites around the around the area of Australia this is set in. I guess the cool thing is that all the different areas generally come with their own theme of events. So there's an area in the outback where everything is quite a lot of drifting and you want to have your, your big heavy trucks. There's a city area where you have to do tighter turns and race a bit more, more professionally. Uh, and then there's a, a kind of mixture of the two, I guess. There's more wilderness areas where you can race through the woodlands uh, on kind of fairly fast roads. Um, and, and then every now and then the story dictates that you run some sort of showcase event 
which might be racing against boats or something crazy. So, uh, and, and these are the kind of milestones that mark the main story, I guess. And by the end, you'd have opened up all the festival sites and run all the, I think there's about six showcase events. Uh, and that's kind of the end of the official game. Uh, but you can keep playing, obviously, so you can collect the rest of the achievements, complete the rest of the events and just run all the races. So there's a, an awful lot of content and the events go from just standard races, race around a certain set of roads in like a track formation three times or maybe race from A to B. Uh, I slightly prefer those because you get to see a bit more. You're not repeating anything. Uh, but then there's a whole bunch of other things you can do. Like you have to run, go as fast as you can to a certain speed trap mm -hmm. or keep it at average speed as high as you can over a certain patch of road. Drift zones, which require you to do lots of drifting, which I hate. Um, <laughs> and then there's huge dangerous jumps. And street races, I think, were in Forza Horizon 2 as well. And, and many of these things were. Um, but there's a there's an awful lot of things to do, a lot of variety. Uh, outside of the actual events, there's also a lot of billboards to smash, which let you fast travel around the map cheaper. Uh, and things called bucket list challenges, which are actually fixed difficulties. So where a lot of the races, you can change difficulty and change the, you know, change the car you bring to the race. The bucket list enforces that you use a certain car and do a certain challenge with without any difficulty settings. So that's yeah, there's an awful lot to do. And nearly all of this applies to both single and multiplayer. So that's just a a good broad stroke feel for all the things you can do in this game. It's it's very much open world. I mean you can just drop in and play for a couple hours and do basically anything you want. So Yeah, it's very much a game where you are going to <clears throat> think, oh, I'll just do a couple races, get a few more stars on this. And then just as you're about to finish, you think to yourself, oh, I'll just uh, just drive over to the, the beach area. And as you start driving over, you get distracted by, oh, drift zone. And you start <laughs> drifting around that, and then you're like, oh, a little race. Oh, I've started a convoy. Let me just drive along with this. And uh, You end up realizing that it's four in the morning and you've wasted five hours. Uh, it's very much what I like to call the Skyrim effect of uh, you decide you're going to spend an hour playing, um, but during the journey from A to B that should take five minutes, you've spent five hours doing side quests. Uh, and that's, that's very much what happens in this game continuously. Even worse in co-op, right? Oh, let's just do one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> So co-op specifics, what, what have we got in terms of, of co-op mode? Yeah, so I mean, uh, the first couple of hours you have to spend sort of uh, burning around on your own to get your level up to a certain... I think you have to open your second festival ground before you can play in multiplayer, but that just acts as a nice hour or two so you get a feel for the game yeah. and, and set the right difficulty and get a couple of cars in the bank. But then when you start to play co-op, uh, at least there are different ways you can play it, but the way we primarily played it was that one of us would host the game uh, and then up to three other players, I think, in the kind of regular play session mode, can join your game. Uh, and then you are in the host's world. So the host will dictate mostly what events you do. I think even uh, the guests could pick the bucket list events if you wanted to, but the host would generally pick the event you're going to do. Uh, but you can both just drive around the map, kind of free roam in the interim, finding billboards that you need to get or, or trying to hit the speed traps at the higher speed. Uh, and then the host picks an event, and or a championship, which is a series of events, and then you would race together. What was quite nice was that then you would score as a team. So it would be two to four players scoring together against the AI. And it was 
I think it was stacked slightly in the players' favour in terms of how Definitely. the scoring worked. But, I mean, <laughs> essentially, if one of you came first and one of you came last, the players just won. Uh, and I guess if you uh, if you both came in the top half, then the, basically your team won. So maybe it was a little bit easy in that respect, but it was a lot of fun doing those races regardless. And because there's no rewind mode, online mode, obviously, uh, so in the single player you can hit a button to rewind unless you've ranked the difficulty up. It actually made it much harder. So uh, even in a lot of the races, one of us would finish last and one of us might finish first. So it was actually quite often touch and go. Uh, when you play in co-op, there's a lot of credits and a lot of XP to be shared around with everyone, which is another nice incentive. So you get to do all the leveling up you would do. Uh, and, I, and I think we never quite determined what progress carried over because you were much further ahead of me and I was the host quite often. Yeah. But um, I think... Your race progress, for instance, does carry over between your games. So if, if you hadn't done a race before and you did it in my game, then your time and your position would actually carry over into your save game. But um, only if I'd unlocked it but hadn't raced it already. Yeah, I think that's the case. So if you bought all the festival grounds, um, apparently I was reading somewhere that also if, if you beat your time, then that would be recorded as a new time, even though it might not you know, result in you getting any bonus. Okay. So, um, so, so some of the, uh, I think they've done a, a pretty good effort of making quite a lot of the progress carry over. There were definitely some things that didn't carry over. I'm not sure if they were bugs or if they just didn't carry over. But um. yeah, I, it was mainly to do with the races. But as you say, um, what had happened is I was quite a lot further ahead. I'd, I'd already finished sort of the main showcase and got my maximum number of fans. But where I'd expanded the outback festival to sort of level five which meant that i had a ton of races and stuff to do there which i'd done um i hadn't done much in surface city or the other one that i can't remember but it's something to do with the vineyard which is bizarre why i didn't choose that one first uh but that one is the one that you expanded so we always raced there and then when i came back to my game and i unlocked those bits i had to race them all again and i was like oh i've already done these um whereas you couldn't see the outback one so you could never start an outback race and if you did they were again all ones i'd already done yeah so i was kind of like in an odd situation where we were either doing races i'd completed or races i hadn't unlocked yet uh, because obviously of where you were. Obviously, if you're playing with someone where you're both similar and you're unlocking the same areas, uh, you could probably complete the large majority of the game together because even the um, uh, showcase events can be done in co-op. Mm, uh, yeah. So I joined you when you did your race against the speedboats. And for I had me, an unfortunate the instant is... with a tree. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> for me, <laughs> so the experience 12th. is awesome because I, I got to play the whole game and all the, all, you know, for the host, the progress has definitely carried through. So I got to play the game with you, make all the progress in the game. I, I didn't play much of it on my own, really, but I, I got to the end of the game and got the ending and played a bit more afterwards. And most of that was done with you. So that was really cool to play the whole game through in, in co-op. So I think it'd be fine if you were playing with um, with someone at a similar thing. It's fine yeah, for me I think well, so. I, I enjoyed playing it. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a racing game at the end of the day, so it doesn't really matter if you've done one race before because it's different every time. <laughs> you've got different cars, different rankings, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, going off topic here. Um, so uh, other co-op specifics. Um, one of the things I really like uh, is the ability that the host can create not only uh, the championships and events that are already listed around the place, but you can create custom ones. Uh, so, for example, if we wanted to do... Um, uh, like uh, Land Rovers over sand dunes, uh, then on that particular track, you could 
set up a custom rule of, okay, uh, you can only have Land Rovers uh, or even have Land Rovers from the 80s so that we both <laughs> fly around in little Defenders or something. Um, or you can be a bit more uh, loose with it. So we did one mainly to get achievements, I think, uh, where it was Australian cars only, uh, and it was 10 races which totaled over 100 miles, mm, well, which took yeah. about an hour and a half to do. Uh, but then we unlocked about three achievements for it, so it was worth doing. Uh, but you can even do things like pick the time of day, uh, the weather. Um, if it's a street race, you can choose whether there's regular traffic or not that you have to sort of skirt around. Um, so it's kind of cool that there's so much flexibility. Um, I really like the fact that you can choose things like the weather and time of day because you can just have it absolutely pissing it down with rain <laughs> at night uh, on very tight, like bendy drive. corners. Uh, yeah, preferably with one windscreen wave broken. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you could just sort of like drive around these little sharp corners and stuff and just spin out everywhere. And it was an awful lot of fun. So it's it's kind of nice that you can do your own imprint and i seem to remember <clears throat> that you can name them as well uh so you did mm. one where we were only allowed to drive ford raptors and you named the event hold on to your butts uh, <laughs> nice reference for any jurassic park fans so oh yeah so it was a lot of fun because i didn't know what you were doing and so you're just like oh, i'm doing something awesome and it just popped up saying john wordsworth presents hold on to your butts <laughs> <laughs> ford I raptor think... only i've got a feeling you can even set the soundtrack too uh, you definitely yeah, could for yeah, the yeah. custom blueprints, and I think you could for the custom events as well. So that was cool. Yeah, choose either a radio station or a specific track. And uh, one of the funny things with the specific tracks is if you have a really long race, like one that's going to take like 20 minutes, it won't continue on. It'll just repeat a part of the track. And I didn't realize this until I was singing one of the songs from Vagrant Records over and over and over. And I was like, why is this stuck in my head? And uh, my wife was like, Oh yeah, when you when you played that last race, that song was on for twenty minutes. It's like it's a three minute song. That's not possible. And I did it again, and sure enough, it gets to, like the second verse, and then it does a chorus, and then it just does a second verse, chorus, second verse, chorus. It just keeps repeating itself, just so it never finishes. That's really clever. That's uh, that's cool. it's a novel way of doing it, but it doesn't scale well to a twenty five lap race. <laughs> uh, so um, other online features that I guess we didn't play very much, but they're. Um... They're there, and we we've read them and looked at yeah, looked them a little bit. But there's the uh, adventure mode, which lets you play. You can play it privately or online with randoms. And when you set it up, you can choose to either just play with the races or play with what they call the playground games, or you can play with both. And the adventure mode, I guess it works something like this: so you will vote for a, an event or thing to do, then you'll race to that location, then. You will start that activity, which might just be a standard race, but also it could be one of the three different playground games, uh, which is called King, Infection, or Flag Rush. Uh, now, King is a mode where one person starts out as the king. Uh, if your car bumps into them, then you steal the crown, and then you, you have to try and get away from all the other players, and the player who keeps the crown for the longest wins. Uh, infection starts out so that one car is uh, infected, and every time they hit another car... They become infected too, and if you're not infected at the start, you want to. Your goal is to stay uninfected for the whole period, and if you are infected, your goal is to infect the other cars. Uh, and then there's a flag rush game, which is a little bit like capture the flag, I guess. You sort of race to a flag, pick it up, and then race back to a capture zone to drop it off. Uh, but it's kind of nice that these modes exist. They're a bit, a bit more gamey, but obviously you still get the fun of the racing mechanics. And... Yeah, I feel bad we didn't play them. Actually, they sound quite good. I like the sound of the king one. 
Yeah, and they're all they're all restricted to a certain area of the map. So you can't, uh, you know, you, you obviously can't just drive away <laughs> in the King one and go into the middle of nowhere. You, you're restricted to, I don't know what it is, like one square kilometre, say, of map. So you, you, you can't escape the other players entirely. You have to just try and race around and, and keep on the move so you stay away from the infected or, or find the king. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's cool just to have a bit more variation. Uh, these sort of open world racing games, for me, live and die on the amount of different things to do. Obviously, you can have yeah. 200 races, but if they're all the same, just races, then it's like, eh. But if there's 200 events of 10 different types, it's like, oh, I've done a couple of races, now I fancy a drift zone, now I fancy trying to do a massive jump. Uh, and it makes it makes a difference that the scenery is so varied as well. Like, Forza 5 had, like, something like 10 courses, mm. and they're all the same because they're real-world ones, and you drive around them, and it's like, oh, now drive around it in a slightly different car. Now drive around <laughs> it in a slightly different car again. Oh, look, it's nighttime in this drive. And it's like, oh. Whereas this one, it is genuinely like huge tracts of different land. Like, at one point, you'll be going around a rainforest, then you're going over a dam, then going through like the outback, and then you're driving along through a city. There's like huge scenery changes and different terrains and different uh, grips to get, you know, uh, how the cars are going to handle that kind of stuff. So, it really is a. Uh, an interesting variation. So don't let the Forza name put you off. Um, yeah, that... if you've not played Forza Horizon before, this was the first Forza Horizon game I'd played, and um, I'd, I'd only played the original like Forza Four, Five, and Six, which were all just boring after about ten hours, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, whereas this is very different. Um, yeah, but, the Horizon um, speaking games are completely different to the, yeah, the other ones. Yeah, I like completely them. different. Speaking of different things, one of the other things is uh, what they call blueprint challenges. Um, and these are silly like little challenges that you create yourself. Um, so there are some in the game that are sort of pre-built, like, oh, uh, one of them is the Warthog from Halo, and you have to drive it to find the cartographer through like this little forest area, and you just have to get there in a certain amount of time. It's quite fun. Um, but you can create your own. Um, so the way that it works is that you choose what kind of thing you want to do, whether it be a drift zone or uh, jumping off, a danger zone sign thing um, and then you do it in a specific car or choose a thing like 80s or from a specific country or a specific style of car <clears throat> like rally cars or something um, and then you drive and do the thing and then that sets like the benchmark that people have to beat um, and then you can do all the things that we discussed earlier like changing traffic on and off weather the time of day music um, and then you create your challenge and it just gets uploaded and then other people can find it. Um, mainly your friends, I think, that you have on Xbox Live uh, will find it um, and then they can experience it. So I think I did one of yours. I can't remember the details of it, um, but I just came across it randomly in the Outback in my single player game, this blueprint that you'd created. Um, and I created one of my own that I was quite pleased with, uh, which took the music from Night on Bald Mountain and called it Flight <laughs> on Bald Mountain. Um, and you had to drive off this huge cliff in a uh, Audi Quattro from the uh, TV series Ashes to Ashes. It was, it was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but it's kind of nice that you can create these little fun challenges that aren't your usual, this is a driving game that you drive around around a loop in and you want to beat the other people, it's a lot more fun when it's, no, you need to fly up this hill as quick as you can because you've got a minute and 20 seconds in order to hit this jump and get a distance of at least 200 metres on it. And the important thing, I guess, is that those blueprint challenges are shared with your friends. So if if yeah. you played it yesterday and set that challenge up, 
if I found that challenge or you, know, you might tell me to find it. There may have been. Yeah, a, you a, can a invite you to it as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then uh, then I can play it even if you're not online. So I can kind of race against your, your time limit you set where you did it or the, the jump distance you set when you did it under the same conditions as well, which is nice. So it's fair. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about, which is, like you say, been in Forza for a while, but I think it's it's worth mentioning. And it has two different game elements in Horizon 3, uh, and that's the driver tower system. So first of all, um, there's the kind of overall AI of the driver tower system, which means you get to see your friends' names on top of cars driving around while you're playing, even if you're offline, or at least you have to have been online at some point to download the information, but you know you could be playing on your own. Uh, and those driver tires are actually, I'm not sure of the, obviously the details of the algorithm, but they somehow pick up common activities and driving styles from your friends so that you have a, a feeling like you're driving with them. And I, you do definitely notice the personality behind the different cars. So you notice that some of your friends who are a bit more bashing around with their cars, their driver tires are doing the same thing. Uh, and equally, if if someone's you know a smoother operator taking the corners more precisely, then you you can notice that in their driver tower too. And I remember there was an amazing race which I started, which had your driver tower in Ben, and um, and I, I restarted this race a couple of times because I turned off the rewind and I and I messed up halfway through. And every time I restarted the race, your driver tower just went three feet forward and turned ninety degrees to the left and smashed into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you had done that in one of your races, or maybe you cancelled like or something. <laughs> had too much whiskey or wine, I'm not sure. But I just every time I started, it's like, oh, there goes Ben from fourth position to last because he smacked it to the wall. <laughs> See, I had a similar thing, um, but also at my expense, where I did a 25 lap race to get an achievement. And at lap 13, you lapped me. And I was like, what the shit? I'm, I'm in second place. Yeah, somehow, John, who at that point hadn't beaten me in a game yet, um, you, you did start to after that. Uh, but at that particular point, I don't think you had. But your driver tower was amazing. And so it was just, it, it lapped me after 12 laps, despite the fact I was in second position. Um, very peculiar. But it's a lot of fun because, as you say, it does sort of seem to pick up on some of the idiosyncrasies of uh, various people that you do get. Mm. A certain style of uh the way that you handle corners and braking and that kind of stuff it's it's certainly interesting i i don't know how much of it is uh is frankly bullshit just <laughs> stick your name on it. i mean it could be uh there's probably a whole theory of psychology devoted to can it make it look like it's your friend driving yeah um, yeah and it, it might be doing nothing we kind of <laughs> joked that maybe it's just random <laughs> but no, uh, I, i'm pretty it, sure it, it does seem to be pretty good some traits, i quite like, like it, it. It must pick up like aggressiveness and things as traits. But I, I'm also convinced, based on what I saw it do at the beginning of that race, that it's somehow probably recording. If you do a race, it probably records some of the things that you do in it and then tries to do them if it's in the same place, especially the beginning where it knows where your car is, right? But but either way, it feels like... It obviously doesn't feel like you're there. I'm not fooled into knowing, oh, that's Ben. But it does feel like a, a bit of you's there, which is really nice. And yeah. you'll just see your friend's driver tires just kicking around the outback and, and you can honk your horn at them and they'll drive alongside you in a convoy or you can push another button to race against them just for a spontaneous hey go to this place two kilometers away who makes it there first so that's kind of cool uh the other element of the driver tires is that you you actually gather up i can't remember what you call it a driver tire club or something uh where you can pick four of your friends driver tires to be 
part of your driver type team. Um, and they were quite figured out the, the main benefits of doing that. But I know that when your Dravatar is in other people's worlds, this is the main thing I saw was, hey, Ben's been playing it for a couple of hours and I've got 20,000 more credits because he's raced against my Dravatar. That's kind of cool. Uh, just a, a little element. Every time you see your friend or do a little race against them, you know that they're also getting something in return. So it's like, oh, yeah, Ben's going to get a couple of thousand credits because I raced his driver car. That's cool. Yeah. Basically, what happens is that your Dravatar is out on the internet and the game will randomly load Dravatars in and it'll always try and load your friends in. Um, but it will load in randoms. Um, so regardless of where your driver tar has been, if you've played in any games, whether they're with friends or just random people, you get credits, but you have to go in each day to collect them. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't get them. They don't like accumulate. Like if I don't play for a month and then go in, I don't suddenly have like a million credits <laughs> from all the time I've been driving. Uh, it'll only give me yesterday's ones. Uh -huh, um, I see. Yeah. But then the the driver tar lineup thing is like a different thing where you can like say, oh, these are my favorite driver tars and have them drive for you. And there's like perks and stuff whereby you can get like twice the amount of XP in those races with your friends. So if I'm in your lineup and I'm in a race. In your world, I get twice as much XP as I would for being in someone else's world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's kind of how it works. But it's uh, it's interesting and it's kind of fun to see how much your little AI version of you has been <laughs> doing. Like it'll give you like a little thing saying, "Oh, you were in fifteen races, and you've been promoted by one of your friends to be in their lineup." Mm. So yeah, it's fun. Cool. Anyway, we should get onto our our likes and dislikes, etc. Mm. Um, so I'll kick off and say that I, I really liked. The fact that speaking from like a purely co-op point of view uh the way that things were synced um so things like the xp ports and road discovery beauty spots that kind of stuff um because a large part of the fun for me in this game was the exploration point of it um so there was i go on and on about the achievements but it's kind of what motivates me to play these things um but there was one for discovering all 453 roads you basically had to drive down every single road in the game um and i did a lot of that in co-op because whilst you were driving off to go and set up the next event um i was just sort of kicking around so i'd go off and drive down the map and find stuff and uh, knock over the xp boards or find a beauty spot etc and then it would go oh john's setting up a match do you want to join and go oh yeah okay and then it teleports you there and we start our race and then the whole process starts again we ended up somewhere else you drive off three miles to go and set up the next event and i have a little explore around and it was kind of nice that that synced so that i wasn't just sort of sat there twiddling my thumbs while you're setting an event up because it would have been very easy to do it that way yeah um so i really like that a lot of the single player game stuff can be unlocked in the co-op mode my uh, my my biggest like by far was just the overall co-op experience. I mean, it was it was a really strong co-op experience. You're playing just with your friends. There's no online bullshit going on. Everything just worked for when we played. And what was, I mean, one thing which I I think promoted that really well was the fact that when you were racing together, you could use the creator's pick of car for a race. So that meant that even though we'd both gone off and you were 70 levels ahead of me with these fancy cars, <laughs> we knew that when we set up a race, uh, most of the time you would just pick mine and I would pick maybe my best car for the race or we would use something a bit different if we want to do some drifting and stuff. But having both of you in the same car meant that the race was fair. Because yeah. then the few races where you might have an S-Class and I've got a B-Class, 
And obviously the AI cars were half S and half B, which meant within a minute, generally, all the S cars were 30 seconds ahead of all the B cars. Uh, and that to be fair, really though, much- part of that was to do with the setup of the event in that it was set to any class. Like You can limit events to be certain classes. But I think True. even within that, so if you said A class, or A ranges from 700 to 799, so if yours was 701 and mine was 769, then I inherently have an advantage. Now, it might be that you've got better brakes and I've got better acceleration mm-hmm. or something, and depending on the course, it's balanced, because that's why they have this class system. Um, it was still kind of cool that we could have the exact same car, because then that means it really is exactly the same for both of us. The only difference was where we started in the lineup, which doesn't make much of a difference, to be fair. And not only from a balance issue, but sometimes I wanted to do a specific race and you might not have a valid car for the parameters I've picked. So it's like, oh, I specifically want to do this yeah. with this type of car. And you're like, oh, I don't have one. Oh, but it's fine. You can just pick mine. So yeah. Yeah, I can just borrow your one, which is pretty cool. But I mean, that all just wrapped up into the, There aren't many uh, racing co-op games that are more than just, hey, race together. You know, this is a proper online experience. And it's, yeah, overall very, very strong and... I hope we see a Forza 4 in, or Forza Horizon 4 in, in three years' time that pushes this further. Yeah. I really like the fact that you could just sort of like mess around in the Outback and that um, it's not like some of the games that we've played and reviewed in the past, so things like uh, Don't Starve Together or Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, where you have to concentrate on the game and what we're doing for the two hours that we're gaming on a Tuesday night is literally talking about the game and experiencing the game together. With this, you kind of can switch off and you're just driving around and drifting and all that stuff, and you can chat about other stuff. Um, It's very much a casual game to play together. Um, And while there were times if we're, like, you know, jostling for first position between the two of us (laughs) or there's something fun going on that we're competing in, um, we would, you know, have our focus on the game. But a lot of the time, it just sort of, like, felt like we could just, like, chat and drive around. Like girls from the 80s on a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and a lot of co-op gaming, you know, half of the experience is definitely just catching up with mates and chatting. So, um, and while especially when you can't the do hardcore games, the nice casual laid back, hey, let's have a bit more of a chat about something. Like if we're playing Rocket League and we're chatting about a movie we saw last week, then our Rocket League game suffers. <laughs> and you can yes. tell, you know, but with this, yeah, you can just bomb around and, and keep chatting. Might hit a tree, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unless it's one of the trees that you can knock down. 50 50 oh. chance. Oh. <laughs> what else have you got in terms of likes? So I did mention this earlier, so I'm going to keep it brief, but I just love the, the massive ton of variety. And, and for me, that keeps these games alive. So many different events, so many different cars you can get. I think there's 350 different cars, right? Um, I think there's more than that, even. I think there's about 420. And then you can upgrade all the cars and tweak them. I didn't really get into the tweaking because I'm not a hardcore racing game nut. I like more of these arcade like arcades pushing it because it's got good simulation. But, you know, more fun-based rather than simulation-based. I'd say it's halfway between arcade and simulation. Like, if you want yeah. it to be realistic simulation, it can be. You can have damage. I think you can even have it so it uses fuel um, in the races <laughs> and stuff. I, I don't know how that works because um, it's not a pit or anything. But um, I believe you can do that. And you can have realistic damage. So you can have it very serious if you want it to be. Um, but by default, it definitely veers more towards the arcade style 
like, mm. oh, you hit a tree, but don't worry, you you can just <laughs> drive <laughs> again and you'll and be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not too realistic if you don't want it to be. And another nice thing included in the variation, there's, often, there's an auction house that you can buy and sell cars, but also whenever you acquire a car, you can you know buy a skin or pick a skin online for it. And a lot of these skins, I don't know how they... A, have got away with it, and B, have done it. But you can quite often get like a Star Wars skin or a Jurassic Park skin. And, you know, it's got the full Star Wars Lego slammed across the front of the truck and then a Jedi on the side. And they looked cool was the thing. And you can get these skins. And I'm, and I'm sure at some point some of them are going to get pulled. But I guess there's a way of uploading custom images for your, your vehicles and then yeah. putting them on the skin store, which I, I say store. It wasn't you didn't pay for them either with money in game or out of game. You just got a car, pick a skin. I guess you paid a few in-game credits if you want to change it, but uh, but yeah, that was cool because you could really. I, I liked showing off some of the cars I found to you. It's like, hey, let's do this yeah. race together. Hey, here's my cool skin. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you got the Jurassic Park one. Nice. I love my Jurassic Park Ford Raptor. <laughs> I also like that you can change the horns. So my one was uh, the Mexican hat dance. And you unlock those right through. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Through the kind of leveling and skill system, which we haven't really mentioned, but uh, it was nice that there were things that comes into the variation, really. You know, you would you'd get a bunch of XP, you'd level up, you could spend some skill points on getting maybe some bonus XP when you do certain things, or you can get a free car, or you get a spin on this wheel where you might get a free car or just some credits. But again, just so much variation, so many things to keep our little OCD gamer minds going. <laughs> That's no, pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of achievements in there as well, which I, I sort of briefly mentioned. Um, now, these aren't necessarily related to co-op, although a lot of them can be done in co-op. Um, but a lot of them are quite fun. So uh, one of my favourites was getting a Robin Reliant, and you had to make it jump 300 feet, um, <laughs> which is a challenge, bearing in mind by default the Robin Reliant doesn't get over about 50 miles an hour. Um, and then I realised you could upgrade it, and I stuck a Porsche engine in it, and then it became unwieldy because it's only got three <laughs> wheels. And I was taking it over sand dunes, and it was very satisfying when I finally did it. Um, but there's an awful lot, a lot of them based on discovery. Um, there's achievements for trying different cars out, um, for just progression through the game. Um, I really like it when the achievement system is used to make you do things that aren't just part of the game. Like a lot of games... Uh, you'll get an achievement, you know, just for, oh, you finished chapter one, achievement, you finished chapter two, achievement, mm. you found all the collectibles, achievement. Whereas whilst this had those pieces, because I think you need those as well, it also had things that made you experiment with the game a lot more, like the Robin Reliant thing. I would never have thought to do that if it weren't for the fact that there was an achievement there. Um, similarly, there was one if you used the Ford Raptor and did five three-star events, then you got an achievement called Clever Girl, which is <laughs> another good Jurassic Park reference. So uh, I enjoyed those little things. Always yeah. made me smile. You're such a chivo whore, aren't you? I certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> so my last like is actually common to all the Forza games, but, and you touched on it earlier a little bit, but I, I really like the fact that you can tweak the difficulty from random arcade game where you can basically bump into everything and still win, Right up to proper serious, you have to get your gear changes correct. You're doing damage your car if you hit too many things. You can turn the rewind feature on and off to make it harder. Uh, and obviously the difficulty of the AI is around you. But you can, you also get a bonus every time you ramp the difficulty up. So you get a percentage bonus on the XP and credits that you earn from the races. So that was 
nice that you got a payoff for playing it in a harder mode. Uh, and it was very clever because the race would kind of, well, very clever. It was you know reasonably clever in that if you won a bunch of races, it would say, hey, you're, you're winning your races by a margin of 10 seconds. You probably want to put your difficulty up to the next setting uh, and it will whack up the driver tire difficulty of the opponent so that you had a, a more tight race. And, you, you know, I obviously like to win, but not to the extent that I always win without a challenge. Uh, so it was nice that it would just suggest those AI changes without having to go through the menus and do it yourself because you might not think to. You might just be, ha-ha, I'm just awesome. I keep winning my races. Um, but typically when it said, do you want to bump it up, I'd say yes. And then eventually it's also it got pretty hard. So. It's particularly nice when you get the little notification saying, uh, you seem to be winning a lot of races. Would you like to increase avatar difficulty to above average? And you're like, mm. yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to upgrade it to pro? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty good. I like the customization. I always um like to drive with uh, manual gears in those games. It's always nice that it gives you like an extra twenty percent boost uh, for doing it manually. Um, although you can cheat that if you drive the Tesla uh, Model S, I think <laughs> it is in the game, because that there's no model of that that has manual gears. Mm-hmm. So even if you play it with manual, you get an automatic car and you get the bonus. So <laughs> top tip for you right there. Tiny little tip. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've got two million credits, you can get ten percent more XP. Yep. <laughs> so so any move dislikes? on to my first little dislike, and I didn't have many dislikes for this game because it's pretty awesome, and if you want a racing game it's definitely a good thing but one of the things i did notice was there were some minor tech glitches i mean there was definitely nothing serious but there were some points where the fps would would just i wouldn't say crash but it would go significantly down the under the average that i was playing uh sometimes you see sort of shadows popping in and out which wasn't too bad but if you're doing a circuit race and you hit a corner and then you see geometry popping in and a bunch of shadows changing quality sometimes it can move you know you're playing a split second racing game uh, and for us on ultra wide monitors there was a about a centimeter down the right of the screen that always had just garbage textures over the over the camera uh, which is a little weird. bit off-putting i mean on a wide monitor you can kind of ignore it but just worth bringing up that it's not a technically perfect game now i expect the experience was different on the xbox because it was yeah on the xbox it was okay but then obviously you're looking at medium textures and 30 fps and yeah terrible resolution and all of that other crap that you'd get with using an xbox but um there certainly were more glitches on the pc version but i also um believe a lot of it had been patched up um at the very mm. launch uh the pc version was abysmal um and they've improved it with every patch um, I only started playing it maybe two weeks after launch, after the first big patch went out, so I didn't see the worst of it. Um, but I can confirm that over the months since, it's got better and better and better. Um, and with the Blizzard Mountain DLC uh, patch, that improved things again. Um, so it seems to be getting better. They seem to be working on it. But um, yeah, and none of your, it was your mileage will vary. Yeah. No, no. Um, things that I disliked. Um, we sort of talked about the the championship race is not syncing correctly. Um, and part of that was my own misunderstanding of what would and what wouldn't work. Um, it was kind of irritating to drive a race, and then when I unlocked it in my world, it hadn't been done already. Um, it might have been nice if it had marked it as done, just because there are so many. I think there's something like 
80 or 90 different starting points, which means that's <laughs> how many courses there are, and you have to do championships at each one and showcases at each one. Um, it kind of would have been nice if it just once they'd unlocked it, it's like, oh, you have done that already, so you don't have to do it again. Um, or even have the option to turn that on, but it's not a huge thing, just a, a minor niggle. And as I say, if you if you play with someone, two of you get this game at the same time and you sort of play it together all the time, then you'll progress correctly and it'll all sync wonderfully. It was only mm. because I'd gone in a different path to the one that John had taken, so we were sort of in an odd situation of... Uh, races either being locked or unlocked but already completed yeah yeah not clear either it could have been clearer right no. it could have, uh, <laughs> and when you were racing in my world i guess you had no way of seeing if you'd done a race or not so i mean you couldn't say hey no i could only see it's new you saw the yeah, state I of I your stuff instead of what you had so it could have been and i couldn't clearer. suggest things either i couldn't go oh let's try this one and suggest it to you. It was mm. always, I'd get to a point and be like, the host needs to start a game. <laughs> like, oh, it'd be nice if I could have gone. Because when you select a game and start it, it gives me 20 seconds to say if I want to join it or not. Mm. And it kind of would have been nice if that had worked both ways. So that I could have said to you, hey, let's try this race, because I'm right here next to it to save you driving the three miles to get here. Yeah, and yeah. Go start. And then if you don't want to do it, you could cancel it or something. But that wasn't an option, so that was also a bit of a pain. But again, very, very minor niggles, really. And one more, again, minor niggle, but there was a mode in the game called the promo mode, the Horizon promo. Uh, and the idea is that you're supposed to take as many pictures of different cars as you can. So when you unlock this mode, you can drive around and there'll be a little symbol over the top of cars you haven't got a photo of yet. And then you can push a couple of buttons, wait for the photo mode to load up, snap a picture... And then after you snap 10 or 20 or 30 or 40, you get like a little bonus. Each one might be worth a thousand credits and you get a bonus of 10,000. And there's an achievement for snapping 350 of these cars. And yeah, I, I, it wasn't a thrilling mode, but I took a picture of 30 or 40 cars and I was playing on my own. But it doesn't work at all in co-op. Uh, and that's a shame because we spent most of our time playing in co-op. And I guess the point, the reason why it doesn't work is because going into photo mode pauses the game. But yeah. even if it didn't like, pause the game, but you could run the photo mode in, in real time and get a snap, it would have been more fun going around together and getting those photos. Uh, and it wasn't enough fun to do on my own. So that was something which I'm not going to do, I don't think, in the single player. No. Maybe I would have done it in the cart, but it didn't work. So. It takes a while for it to load up that mode as well. It's not a simple, mm. like you're driving along, press a button, snap, done. It's a press the button, wait a few seconds for it to load, position your picture, take the picture, wait for the loading screen. Uh, it takes ages, so I can't be bothered doing that one either. But uh, I say that now. If it's my last achievement, I, I probably will bother. <laughs> 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 I have a long, long weekend, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, final thing for me is uh, trees. Uh <sighs> Some trees you can hit and you just go sailing through them like they're made out of like driftwood. They just tumble <laughs> away from you and you plough through. Others, sometimes smaller, sometimes bigger, you hit them and you just stop dead. And it's like, well, yep, you're going to be in position 12 now and you're not getting that back. Mm -hmm. And when that happens in the first player, sorry, single player game, you can just press Y and rewind. And it's not such a big deal. It's annoying, but it's not the end of the world. But in co-op, you can't rewind. So it's 
irritating beyond measure <laughs> when you just get stuck by one of these trees. Similar to that is also the problem with checkpoints. Uh, the checkpoints sometimes are very lenient, sometimes aren't. So if you get a little bit cocky with your drifting skills, <laughs> you sweep through, sometimes it'll be like, eh, yeah, all right. Other times you don't, and it goes, all right, in three seconds, we're kicking you back. And then you get, you're sat there for three seconds going, oh, and then you get kicked back to the last checkpoint <laughs> from a stone cold start. You're just like, oh. Those three seconds are the most painful because it knows you're not going to be able to get back to the checkpoint. I mean, you're not going to turn around and drive through the no. checkpoint. So it's just three. It might even be five seconds, right? And you just have to watch That's it count down. Horrible. And then, like you say, you restart with zero velocity on the line. You're like, oh, I've lost so it much time. It was usually me that missed them because I get a little bit drift happy. And so we'd be like fighting for first and second place, drifting around, doing a bit of trash talk as we go. And then I just go, oh, no. You just check part. I'm like, ah, oh. eighth, was it ninth, tenth? It's <laughs> overtaking me. I start accelerating. Oh, terrible. Bad anyway, uh, apart from that, uh, final comments then. Uh, not likes or dislikes. Um, my first one is uh, that we didn't experience any connection issues or lag or anything like that at all. Um, and you might think, well, why isn't that like? Well, that that's how it should be. I, I'm not going to say, oh, I like the fact that this game doesn't crash when you play it online. <laughs> uh, it would be a dislike if it did. Um, but it's just a, just a comment. I don't think we experienced a single connection problem. Um, no, no one or two remarkable actually... For something. One or two issues actually started the game one night, I think because the servers were down or something, I can't remember. But there was like one night where we couldn't play for about 10 minutes. <laughs> but... Oh, I completely forgot. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's just Xbox Live for you. But uh, generally, there was no like lag or anything like that, which is good in a game where we're racing around at 100 mm. FPS. So my final comment on the game is just, it's an excellent racing game. If you're more about the fun racing games open world going around doing stuff rather than the serious simulation games it's excellent with or without the co-op but i'm you know massive kudos to the developers for putting the co-op in because i think it adds so much and there's so few experiences like this that you can play with your friends it's just yeah it's just a stellar game i mean i'm not usually a massive racing game fan but not much of a racing game fan really apart from these sort of burnout fun ones but i had a really good time with it um yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I bought it when I was drunk after I tried the um, shock. Uh, after I tried the uh, demo on the Xbox One, and uh, it did a little showcase where you're racing against a jeep that's being carried by a Chinook for no reason, but <laughs> a lot of fun. And I was just like, "Yes, I want to play more of this. This is a lot of fun." And um, it turned out to be a a really great experience, like uh, a, a really good game. I think I've played about sixty, seventy hours of it now. And um, I, I would not have expected that from a racing game. Mm. Um, the final thing for me would be that the uh, DLC that's out so far is the Blizzard Mountain DLC, um, which adds a huge amount to the game, which already has a huge amount in it. Uh, you basically fly off to a mountain somewhere. I don't think it's in Australia, because I don't think there are any mountains in Australia. Um, but you get taken away uh, to this mountain, um, and it's like a whole separate area that you can mess around in. Uh, but the difference is that there's snow everywhere. There's little lakes covered in ice. 
you get these beautiful blizzard effects with some races where the visibility is like practically nothing because there's like such a big blizzard going on. Um, and you can choose whether you want snow tires on or off as well, which adds like a certain amount of uh, uh, traction problems if you elect not to have that. <laughs> um, and that's a, a really, really solid piece of DLC. They've put a lot of thought into it. You get extra cars and stuff as well. But mainly it's about having a whole other new area again. Um, and I'm really, really intrigued to see what they're going to do for the second one because there's only the two pieces. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, the sort of Mario nerd in me would say, well, okay, they've done ice, they've done <laughs> desert, they've done rainforest. So what's left? Uh, Dungeons. Mountain, Dungeons. <laughs> Zora's Kingdom or something. <laughs> ah, Zelda, that's not Mario. Oh, God. Mushroom Kingdom, that's the one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, would we play it again? Uh, I certainly would. Um, I will probably play some later on. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the single player. I still have a lot to do in the single player, so I'll definitely be playing that again. Um, and I'd definitely play the co-op again. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm going to wait for the two bits of DLC to come out, I think, and then I'm just going to buy the season pass, and then I'm, we're going to almost definitely hit this game up for another 20 or 30 hours, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I don't know what the second one's going to be, but assuming it's the same deal as the Blizzard Mountain, you get a new area, some new mechanics to play with, some new cars. I think I'll just buy both of them when they're out and we'll dedicate another weekend to just burning around and completing a bunch of events. And I'm really looking forward to that. So, yes, I want to play it again. Not just and would in you a theoretical it? sense. I, I'm oh, guessing that you would recommend it. <laughs> hugely recommend it to anyone who has any any part of them that likes racing games. Like I say, I'm definitely not a racing game fan. I don't have... No. I've got a few on Steam sales, but fired them up for 10 minutes and gone, yeah, it's good, but not really what I'm after. Uh, but this this really grabbed me. So uh, it's just more, more arcade fun than uh, serious racing gaming. The co-op definitely sells it. So. so there you have it. Forza Horizon 3, available on uh, Xbox One and Windows 10 with Play Anywhere, so you can play on both. That's only on the digital copy, so if you buy the uh, disc copy for Xbox One, uh, you obviously can't install that on Windows 10 and you don't get any uh, free play between the two. There's, there's no way to get that working, so make sure you get the digital download copy if you want to do that. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Um, you can check us out on our website at connectingtohost.co.uk. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and suggest games for us to try. Uh, we're there on at CTHcast. Uh, and if you've got the time, we'd greatly appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes for us as it helps us out a lot. Uh, but until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>